Uh, we bring you greetings from a couple different places. Uh, Athens, Georgia, uh, where we reside. Um, not to be confused with Athens, Alabama, or I heard this morning, Athens, Tennessee, you know, is how they pronounce it up in Tennessee. There's an Athens, Texas, uh, sister cities with Athens, Greece. Uh, but so we uh, uh, live in Athens. We've been in Athens for many, many years. We both went there for graduate school, thinking we were going to be there for a very short time. And here we go to... Decades later, you know, uh, we got sucked in. And so uh, uh, we serve as shepherds there in the congregation. And uh, just to everyone, your brothers and sisters uh, from just uh, east of here, send their greetings and a warm, warm love uh, from Athens, Georgia. We also send greetings from Camp Swamp. Uh, So that's actually how I met my wife uh, was uh, as a, a counselor at a pizza party that Sonny and Carolyn Sessions had 31 years ago, uh, 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 having pizza and training counselors before the summer. Uh, and uh, um, and so, yes, uh, we've been volunteering. We uh, started serving as directors there for uh, last year. And so we are rookies. Uh, uh, but luckily, uh, camp is gobs operation. You know, it is. We, we, we try to be good stewards. Someone asked me yesterday, oh, Steve, so I heard you were running camp. So, well, yeah, we kind of run things a little bit, but really God's running things, thankfully. And we try to be good stewards, just keep things on the rail and follow his leadership. And uh, we're excited. We've had a wonderful summer. Uh, gosh, almost 900 uh, campers came you know, from all across uh, everywhere. It was wonderful to be together. And we've had a great mother-daughter retreat this fall and a great high school retreat a few weeks ago. Next, This next weekend, we have a middle school retreat. Yeah. If you have a middle schooler, uh, please, you know, it's worthwhile to, to take some time off early and Friday and drive, drive them over. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and also, mark your calendars the second weekend of November. Uh, so November 10th through 12th is a father-son retreat. And it's going to be epic. I've never been to one. I only have daughters. Uh, and we, we actually didn't have one last fall. We had a mighty man of God came from uh, Charlotte and, and uh, uh, hosted a retreat. So this is my first father-son retreat. I can't wait uh, to, to facilitate. We're going to have fire. We're going to burn things and do things that guys do and, and roast a big pig and, and, and shoot bows and arrows and, you know, all kinds of things and uh, do a polar plunge in the, in the pool and who knows what else. It's going to be fun. And stay alive. And, and uh, the theme is going to be really bask in the awe of God, you know, study about God, how awesome he is. And really, and that, with that spirit, uh, you know, uh, we, we chose Revelation. We are in two different uh, kind of longitudinal, ongoing Bible study groups uh, that have been going on since before the pandemic. Uh, and then during the pandemic, they went online. And so we, we have some great Bible studies uh, going through the Bama Discipleship Podcast with folks from all over the place, you know, from Lexington, Kentucky, Zoom in, and Atlanta and, you know, uh, different, different places. So it's wonderful. And we're finally in the book of Revelation. Uh, it's taken three years <laughs> to go through all the podcasts. It's wonderful. And so uh, we've been uh, in Revelation, I forgot, for a few months and, and uh, thinking about a lot and thought it was appropriate to share this. So I'm reading Revelation 5. Come on, Steve. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And this is John talking about this. And this is a vision, not of the future, but in John's case, present. So really in past. So this is this is happening. This is not a future vision. This is ongoing what he's seeing. This is what else he saw. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll. It's a good question. 
No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. John says, I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep, John. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw not a lion. I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne. Encircled by the four living creatures and the elders, the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp. Imagine electric guitar. Okay. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take this. I don't know how the song went. Pardon my singing. But they sang and it was more beautiful than my singing. It was so beautiful. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. With your blood, you purchased For God, persons from every tribe and language and people and nation and geography. And you have made them look around you. A kingdom of priests and kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice. They were singing a lot of singing going on here. Worthy is the lamb, almost like our song. Holy, holy, holy. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature, every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. Amen. The elders fell down and worshiped. So um, it has been really uh, helpful to sit in a book like Revelation for several months. I think sometimes we read something quickly and we're on to the next thing and we don't sit and like ponder what's going on in this story and why this story is captured for us to look at now and what it meant to the people who were reading it. If you are curious about the book of Revelation, there's a great resource that uh, Michael Burns and Jason Alexander are doing um, where they're walking through the book of Revelation. And it just makes you uh, think about the power of this um, of this book for our lives now. And the thing that has stood out to me 
as I've sat in Revelation is this idea that everything is upside down that I think I understand about the world. Because in the world that I know, the world that I see, the way that people are victorious is through domination, power, control. I mean, think about world events right now. Think about politics within our own nation. We believe that idea that if I have, if I'm going to win, I have to be in control. If I'm going to win, I have to dominate the other side, right? Whether that's with weapons that we have or, or whatever, right? We believe that that is the only way to victory kind of in the world's eyes. And what God is showing us through the story, through the, the life of Jesus is, oh, no, no, no. The thing that will change the world is not who has nuclear arms or the most power or the most influence or control. It is mercy and humility and self-sacrifice and surrender. You know, shame doesn't change people. Mercy does. Right. And this idea that it wasn't the lion that was there, but it was the lamb looking like it had been slain. That that was the most powerful thing you could think of, which is upside down to how I understand the world. And that that is how um, God wants me to understand who I am to him and how he wants me to live, that he wants me to understand that if I want to be a priest in his kingdom who, who helps people know him and see him more clearly, that it's going to be through humility and surrender and self-sacrifice and mercy, um, not through any other means that my mind might imagine. So for me, as I consider um, communion today, I just want to look at the ways that I um, want to use the world's thinking in my relationships with other people or my relationship with God and imitate the lamb. Let's pray together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, for loving us in a self-sacrificial way. From the beginning, giving yourself, initiating, creating this world, creating a people, dedicated, set apart, that we could be as a, joining that family today. Thank you for this, uh, this meal that we're sharing that uh, uh, has been going on for thousands of years, uh, thinking about a lamb that was sacrificed, the Passover lamb. Thank you that you became that lamb for us and loved us so much to do whatever it takes to communicate that love and to take care of us and to help us be justified and righteous and holy ourselves, even though we are not worthy naturally of ourselves. You are worthy enough. You got so much worthiness. There's enough to go around for everybody. Everyone from every tribe and nation. We're just so grateful. Father, please help your sacrificial love to break our hearts and to heal our hearts and to motivate us uh, to respond in the same way, to love you back. And to love others in self-sacrificial ways, which is so hard because I don't like people naturally. I, I, yeah, I get offended. I get impatient. Uh, uh, people hurt me. I have my walls up. My heart is guarded. Uh, I, I don't want to do this naturally. Even with my brothers and sisters, it's not easy. But only through your power of your blood 
Uh, only by <laughs> Jesus says eating his flesh and drinking his blood are we, can we even do this. It's through your power that we are able to overcome the world and to be so different as a people. We're so grateful that you transform us, that you work so hard, and that heaven is a reality, not just in a different dimension, different plane, but it could be right here. And I'm just so grateful that Rachel and I have already experienced that this weekend with the sweet fellowship from everyone here in Huntsville. We're so grateful that uh, we get to have a little taste and foreshadowing the overlapping of, of, the, of that world right here and right now on this earth, heaven on earth. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for loving us in overwhelming ways. We'll never be able to understand. We, we care for you and we're just thankful for Jesus. His name we pray. Amen. Amen.
thank you for your example of generosity. Your heart overflows. You say that if we ask you that there is nothing that you won't give us, you won't hold back because of uh, your generosity. We have everything we we need for, for life and godliness. And uh, Father, your generosity inspires us. It humbles us. It overwhelms us. And uh, uh, in response, uh, we, we want to give back. Uh, we we want to give back uh, everything. It makes sense. Father, please give us wisdom and shrewdness, uh, but also just a soft heart and, and a generous heart that we trust you. And, and that we're joyful when we give back uh, to you uh, of all of our resources, of not just money, but time and energy and, and just life as we pour ourselves up back to you and following your example. Thank you so much uh, for uh, just the, the wonderful, wonderful way of living you've caused us uh, to, uh, to, to live. We're forever grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.